Hello, queen, and welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and it's Friday. It's our day. We're releasing our new content, new episode. We're having our girl talk. And so that's what today's episode is called. It's called Girl Talk because I just want to talk to y'all today about some things. You know, as women, we come together sometimes with our girlfriends. We may go out to lunch, go out to dinner, you know, go hang out or whatever, have a cocktail or two. You know, it's Friday, right? And and I hope you do. I hope Today, you take a day after you finished your day, finished your work, finished getting your family situated, finished your wifely duties, whatever you have to do, you know, then go and take time to relax, to rest, to enjoy, right? And so today is all about you, sis. It's all about us. It's all about coming together as as sisters in a sisterhood, right? And so today is girl talk, you know, it's not... I don't think it's gonna be super deep, but y'all know how it get. We, I never know where we gonna go. Um, but I just felt compelled to just get on here and just say, you know, let's have a conversation, right? And I, I get it. I'm the one doing all the talking on my end. But listen, this podcast, even today's episode, right? Y'all can listen to it together as as sisters, as y'all hanging out, as y'all chilling, unwinding, you know, as y'all, you know, doing whatever it is y'all do to enjoy each other, to hang out, to relax to have fun you know it's a friday right y'all can listen to the podcast you know and and y'all can um you know talk about it y'all can have discussions among yourselves you know just because it's me on here again it ain't it ain't about me it's about us you know so i want you guys to even use this as you know conversation starters use this as little topics of discussion you know and begin to feed off each other as iron sharpens iron right that's what the bible tells us iron sharpens iron so does a good friend sharpen another when you have good friends in your life right y'all should constantly be sharpening each other what does that mean? Y'all should constantly be able to grow each other, right? You should be able to sharpen your eyes, sharpen your skills, sharpen your mindset, sharpen your perspective, right? Just whatever things should be getting better in your life. And when you're connected to the right friends, you're constantly growing. You're constantly getting better. You're constantly being renewed, right? You're constantly being elevated. You're not stagnant. You're not going backwards. You're not complacent. You're not stale. You're constantly getting, you're elevating, right? You're constantly growing and, and going to, uh, you know, another, to it's levels to this, you know? Like, come on, y'all. Y'all know it's levels to this. So even in your friendships, it should be levels. You you should be amongst your friend group. Your friend group should be so powerful. Your friend group should be so dope that y'all go. It's levels that y'all that y'all going to new levels. Like those are goals, right? That everybody winning, everybody winning, everybody eating, everybody getting a bag. Everybody's relationships are healthy everybody's family is good it should be levels to this and it should and and and, and, and we literally everybody should be flourishing if you're in a friend group sis and it's always the same thing like we're gonna talk about it if it's always the same thing or y'all all been doing the same thing and still doing the same thing y'all been doing five years ago 10 years ago, two years ago, there's no growth. Nobody has, you know, begun to evolve. Nobody's begun to transform or, or do anything different. It's just the same cycle. You in the wrong friend group. Because here's the thing. If you're going to redefine your worth, 
it's not just about listening to a podcast. It's not about hearing me get some tips and tools or some homework. And by the way, we had homework um, a couple episodes ago where you guys were supposed to write down something about yourself that you weren't proud of or that you would like to see different or change or something that was maybe that you saw that was um, that was hindering or negative to your worth. And then what it was you really wanted to see or be in that, right? If you know that you have a self-sabotaging mindset that every time an opportunity comes your way, that you sabotage it because of the thoughts you have replayed in your own mind and the scenarios that you begin to create in your own mind, and then you, you move in sabotaging behavior, but now you recognize it and you want to no longer self-sabotage, but you want to get to a place where you're not so uh, paranoid and suspicious and you know everything and everybody ain't out to get you and you can just actually receive it for what it is. Maybe it just is a blessing. Come on, right? So we have homework, but nevertheless, if you want to redefine your worth, it's all about taking action. You have to actually ta- have some some attainable action, action steps, right? That means that sometimes you got to change your environment. Sometimes you got to change your relationships. Sometimes you got to change the, uh, the people in your life. You might have to change your job. You might have to change you. But something actually has to happen physically. It's an internal thing. It's a mental thing. But it's also a a physical thing. So it's the culmination of all of these moving parts working in unison together. Even if they're not necessarily working at the same time, they're all connected, right? And so in order to truly redefine your worth, there are some things you're going to have to do. Some hard choices and decisions you will have to make. Because sometimes the reason why you can't get to the next level, you can't advance, you can't become, you can't, you know, shift, you can't heal, you can't become whole, all of these things, is sometimes it has to do with the choices you make of the people you continue to keep being attached to or you keep trying to bring with you or maybe you just want to stay in this old place this old position maybe look you just you're just so stuck on staying in this old comfort zone and you're not willing to get uncomfortable right because sometimes meeting new people is uncomfortable sometimes you know letting go of things that are familiar is uncomfortable sometimes stepping out on faith and 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 applying for that new job or taking that new position is uncomfortable, right? So yes, some become, uh, being uncomfortable is really what, what's going to get you to the destination. Being comfortable takes you to keeps you in stagnation, right? If you really want to advance, grow, if you really are trying to redefine your worth and become the greatest version of you, you got to get uncomfortable, sis. You just do. So if you are in a friend circle and nobody in your friend circle is even trying to redefine their worth, want to redefine their worth. If everybody's comfortable and doing the same thing over and over again, if y'all been going out to the bar every Friday and Saturday night, getting drunk, kicking it, doing y'all, you know, thing for 10 years and everybody's still doing that, but now you're deciding you want to redefine your worth, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're going to wake up magically one day and all your whole, everything just going to happen? 
No, you got to start making some t- some changes. You're going to have to start taking responsibility and then you're going to have to start taking authority. You're going to just have to do some, some things that you're not comfortable doing, right? Or some things that may be difficult. If that's really what you want. Today, you need to make a choice. It reminds me of in the Bible in Joshua 24, when Joshua said, listen, Israel, it's time out for y'all playing, playing games. I'm paraphrasing y'all. This like Janelle's hood version. Um, but it's, it's time out for y'all playing games. It's time out for y'all, you know, um, vacillating between this God, this deity and, and, and Elohim, Yahweh, um, the Lord, right? It is time out for y'all to keep on playing this game one foot in, one foot out. Y'all got to make a choice. So he said, choose thee this day to whom you going to serve. Either you going to serve the gods from over the Jordan River that your ancestors used to serve, or you're going to serve the Lord. He said, but then he says, as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. So when if you've ever heard somebody quote that scripture, it's like, um, I think it's uh, Joshua 24, uh, 15 or something like that. Um, as for me and my house, we, we shall serve the Lord. He's that is because the previous scriptures, he had to draw a line in the sand and he said, yo, make a choice. So I, I, I come to you and I give you, um, the same challenge, right? Make a choice. What do you really want? Is you serious? Do you really want to redefine your worth? Do you really, really want to become whole and healed? Do you really want to actually live the life that you desire in your heart, that you see in your head? Do you really want to be the person that you that you really say that you want to be? Or is it just something that sounds nice because you're not willing to take action? Because you're going to have to give up some things. You're going to have to change some things. You're going to have to make some decisions, sis. And I'm sorry, I'm being, it may sound harsh, um, but I don't want to sugarcoat it because it's that serious. And I'm going to tell you, it it depends, your your worth, your redefinition process, but really the best version of your life, yourself, you know, really what you were created to live as, the person that God ordained you to be, the amazing life, the whatever the purpose is you have, whatever the assignment is you have, the gifts, the talents, and all of those things that you have, and to really fully walk in that, all that depends on the choice that you make. Either you either you're gonna choose to, to go through the process to actually become the the best version of you or you're gonna be comfortable where you are you know and here's the thing at we all have the have the opportunity to make our own choice everybody don't choose to want to be the best version of themselves and everybody certainly don't choose to stick to the process and be committed and and, and actually walk it out right that's why we all can just name so many people that we know that's been the same way for years for decades doing the same thing like sometimes i just feel like i be so y'all sometimes if i'm i'm you know out somewhere at the store gas station whatever if i'm out and about and i run into somebody that um i know from back in the day right because i mean if you listen to the first episode y'all know i used to be in these streets okay I used to be in these streets, used to be running the streets, um, used to be out here hustling, um, used to be in the bars, 
all of the things, right? I was in the midst, okay? I was in the midst of what was happening. Me and the, and the girls that I hung out with, we was in the midst, right? We was in these streets. And so um, you you get to see when you live that kind of lifestyle, right? And you're, you're very committed to it and you're very um, religiously, you know, like, you know, going to the same places, doing the same things over and over again, you see the regulars, right? You're a regular too, because you're there too. But um, you see the regulars, you see the same people, you be you begin to expect even to, oh, I know so-and-so about to be there because every time you go, and you go every time, they there, right? And so you, I, it was a lot of people like that. And even to this day, I could run into people, you know, anywhere. And, and it's so crazy. I'm talking about, you're talking about some literally like over a decade, right? Over a decade ago. Not too far from two decades. I know y'all don't come for me. I'm not young. But they still doing the same thing. And it's so disheartening. They have not changed. Their conversation the same. They look the same. They doing the exact same thing. Almost two decades later. Y'all, time is the most valuable and precious commodity. And it's the one thing we never, ever get more of, right? You don't get more time. So when you, when you literally are stuck in the same place for 5, 10, and 15 years, that's 5, 10, and 15 years that are gone. Yo, I don't know about you, but your girl ain't trying to continue to be on that merry-go-round, okay? But it's serious and it's real and we see it. You know, I see it in my own family members. Family members who just been the same way, doing the same thing, acting the same, talking the same, walking the same. Ever since I can remember, they because they're comfortable. They haven't gotten to that place and maybe they never will. You know how many people are in the grave right now who never, ever, ever changed or never saw a better version of themselves or never saw themselves healed, never saw themselves whole, never saw themselves free? They lived their entire life in that place? So we have the choice, and that's the thing. We all have the choice is that we we have to be aware that whatever choice we make, is a, it's an effect, right? It's cause and effect, right? You make the choice if you choose to redefine your worth, to become the best version of you, to break off the chains, the labels, you know, to truly become, right? The effect of that is your whole life going to change for the better, Everything around you going to be shifted and transformed. Your relationships going to be better. You going to be better. Your talk going to be better. Your soul going to be better. Your confidence going to be better, right? Your opportunities going to be better. Because here's the thing. You know, we talk, we hear a lot about the law of attraction. You know, I don't necessarily subscribe um, to that. But it's something that I see a lot. And people always are talking about some type of law of attraction. Um, but... It is definitely biblical, the law of attraction in the sense that the Bible says, whatever so whatever a man soweth, so shall he reap, right? So whatever you, you put out, you get back again. I know I spoke about it on the last podcast. You cannot expect 
to sow apple seeds, but then you think you're going to get a harvest of oranges. It don't work like that. So you can't expect to sow uh, seeds of being complacent, being comfortable, being staying in a familiar place, staying in a, um, an unhealthy situation, you know, staying at an unfulfilled job, staying in unfulfilled relationships, like whatever it is, you, you can't just stay in the same friend groups that just are stagnant and complacent and ain't going nowhere, whatever, right? You can't expect to, to make, make those choices, those type of decisions, those are the seeds you're sowing and to all of a sudden get back and, and you're just flourishing and you're growing and you're redefining your worth and you're becoming, you know, and you're evolving. Like you, you can't, you can't because that's, it doesn't make sense because that's not what you're, that's not what you're putting out there. Right? So we have to understand whatever choice we make consciously or subconsciously, we make a lot of subconscious choices where we don't choose. If we don't make a def, def, a defined definitive choice to do X, we subconsciously choose to do Y. What does that mean? If you say you don't want to change or you don't want to leave that those friendships, if you don't want to leave that job, if you don't want to leave that relationship, if you don't want to leave the city, whatever, right? Then what you're also saying is, I don't want the blessing. I don't want the better life. I don't want the better relationship. I don't want the healthy relationships. I don't want the, the prosperous life. That's what you're saying, even though consciously you're not saying it. Subconsciously you are because you made a choice. Because see, that's the, that's the power of choice, right? Make not making a choice is making a choice. I remember I heard uh, someone say that years ago. They said not making a choice is making a choice. See, a lot of times we think because you, you be like, I didn't choose that. But what you didn't do is not choose that. You see what I'm saying? So not making a choice is making a choice. If like me. For a long time, I just wasn't making the choice to heal. I wasn't making the choice to become whole. I wasn't making the choice to redefine my worth. So I was subconsciously choosing to stay broken. I was subconsciously choosing to stay in, in toxic, unhealthy relationships and cycles. I was choosing to making the choice to live an unfulfilled life because I wasn't choosing i had made the choice that i did that i wanted something different and so that is what i want to really hone in on today like sis you got to make a choice if you really want to redefine your word you've been rocking with us you on the on this journey you've been hearing things that i've been saying on the podcast different episodes has been resonating with you you feel like oh my gosh that's me she talking to me or i had that experience or i know exactly what she mean or you know maybe it was confirmation to something you was thinking or feeling or whatever the case may be and you are starting to have a stirring in your spirit that hmm and you're you're looking at your life you're looking at your relationships you're looking at where you are are and you're like wait a minute i know this is ain't this is not the best right this is not the best life has to offer for me this is not god's best for me right you're saying that to yourself and now you're recognizing wait a minute there's some things that i need to change in me 
And so that's why you listen to the podcast or that's why, you know, you, you, you follow or whatever, right? Sis, you, you got to make a choice though. It still is going, you walking out your, your, uh, redefining your worth process. You actually becoming the greatest, most beautiful, most, most talented, most, what most gifted, most successful version of yourself is contingent on your choices. I remember when I believe God started speaking to me about some of the friendships I had, y'all. I didn't have a lot of friends. Like I have a lot, I know a lot of people, right? But I didn't have a lot of friends, people that I was truly close with. I had a handful. But when God began to... (laughs) to disrupt my my friendships right and he began to you know start making me uncomfortable because I started to sense that I had to let go of some of these friendships that were very near and dear to me um I spoke about that before in the first season of a long 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 time friendship I had somebody I was really close with I really really cared for really loved um someone that was just kind of like family to me and um I remember clearly that, you know, God told me I had to leave, um, let that relationship go and a couple others. And I was, it, I was really sad, you know, I was really sad and I just remember struggling, but it got to the point where I was just like, obviously it's something he see. I don't see. Right. Cause that's the thing. You know, we so limited in what we see. That's why we can be so deceived. That's why we can have somebody in our life and literally not know who they really are or find out something about somebody that you be around every day that you think you know and you find out that they didn't did X, Y, and Z and you like, wow, I had no idea. Because people good. Some people just good at being deceivers. Some people just that good. They're con artists, right? They're 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 actors. They're and they're really good, and they can they will fool you, and you will have no idea who the person really is. And see, because God is all seeing, He's all knowing, right? That He see the things that we don't see. So sometimes when He tells us to give something up, it's because He's protecting us, or for whatever reason. But it's something that He see, and so I had to make the choice. Though it was uncomfortable. And I was not getting any new friends at the time, okay? So it was like I was having to give up friendships um, that I was that was really near to me, that I had had for years, 10 plus years, um, that were like family. I already didn't have a lot of friendships. And it was, in, it was at a time in my life where I felt like I really was needing to lean on friendships because I was trying to come out of my uh, relationship. So in the midst of this moment, God, like, I got to give these relationships up. You know how uncomfortable that was? Do you know how difficult it was? But I had to make a choice. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, okay. Or, you know, maybe I caught some revelation or something, you know, was revealed or, you know, now I'm like, oh, okay. Or maybe they just wasn't meant to go where you're going. It's not always about somebody evil, somebody wicked, they're a deceiver, they're not right. None of that. Sometimes it's simply about they can't go where you're going. Everybody's not equipped. Everybody 
cannot go, right? Everybody is not able to handle it. Everybody is not able even to be happy for you, right? So we got to understand that just because we love people and just because we assume that they're supposed to, you know, be here for a lifetime, that don't mean that. And I had to be okay with that. And it was hard. But because I wanted what God had for me, I wanted this the life that I've been dreaming of that, you know, I long for. I wanted, I knew that the life I had been living was just so beneath, right? So beneath the life that I was supposed to be living that I knew that meant I had to make some sacrifices and some choices to actually get to what I know that I'm supposed to have and be who I know I'm supposed to be. I had to give up some things. I had to make a choice. Um, and I'm not going to go through everything I gave up, but I gave up a lot. Um, you can go back and listen to um, the first season. And I talk about it, you know, in detail, giving up friendships, giving up my relationship, giving up all of my material possessions, clothes, shoes, all my jewelry, giving up my furniture to the point we lived in an empty house, like giving up um, my careers, um, give it like, man, I gave up, I, again, I just, it, the list goes on and on of things, right? I had to give up myself, that part though. That's the part that I think was the most difficult. I had to give up me. Like I had to give up my own perspective and my own idea, right? That were shaped and formed out of negativity and, and toxicity and, and being unhealthy and having these, um, you know, traumatic experiences, right? Cause that was, that's really what had shaped my, my mindset, right? My thinking. And so I had to and, and even though it was toxic, it was comfortable for me. How many of us know that something can be toxic and comfortable at the same time? I'm going to say that again. How many of us know that something can be toxic and comfortable at the same time? And even though I had a toxic mindset, because it was so familiar, it was all I knew, it was comfortable. So giving that up, that was the most difficult. So, but again, I had to make a choice though. Because a part of the process to redefine my worth, to heal, to become whole, was letting go some things that were no longer suitable or never suit me or weren't profitable or they weren't fruitful, right? And they wasn't conducive for the the environment and the atmosphere that I needed in order to begin to flourish. See, you it's like when you plant some flowers, right? Anybody who know anything about gardening, you go and you plant. You plant your vegetables, your fruit, or you plant your flowers, whatever, right? And then all of a sudden, weeds begin to grow up. And if you don't take the weeds out, they begin to choke out what you planted. And so having all of these things, this, this negative toxic mindset, right? This poor self-perception, right? This self-sabotaging mindset, um, this negative self-talk, you know, um, this self-loathing and self-hatred, this insecurity, this un this feeling of low self-esteem and unworth and unvaluable and all of these things, right? Having certain relationships and certain people in my life and all of this stuff that were just really breeding negativity. See, that was like weeds. So it was like, I had, I had, it's like I had a foundation, but there was a bunch of weeds already planted. And so I couldn't go and begin to start planting seeds of 
healing and wholeness and fruitfulness, right? I couldn't begin to start planting because what was going to happen, the weeds was going to choke out what I planted. So what I had to do first was I had to uproot the weeds in order for what I plant to be able to flourish, right? So this is why, this is why you got to make the choice because you can't have both. I tried. Trust me. I'm not tight. You know, I'm a little, I, I can be hard-headed. I could be a little stiff neck and stubborn. I don't always just immediately listen to God. Let's make that clear. I am not a saint, okay? I don't get it right. God has to tell me stuff over and over sometimes. God, I end up having to go through and bump my own head several times before I get it. A lot of the times, y'all. So I tried. I tried to have both. And it didn't work. And it got to the point where I realized that in order for me to truly have the transformation I wanted and I needed, I had to just make choices. Uncomfortable, sometimes difficult, hurtful choices. But I don't regret it. On the other side of it now, I don't regret it. And I'm glad I made the choice because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now today. And, and, I'm, and I haven't arrived. I'm still in the process. Since I'm still redefining my worth daily, I struggle, okay? My thoughts sometimes, I still struggle. I still struggle with believing my ability to make the right decision, to choose the right thing, to choose the right person, to recognize the signs, to, to recognize the red flags, and, and to, to be able to walk away or to know if this is God or if it's not God or, you know, all of these things, like or just the confidence in myself that I can do this, that I can come and get, do this podcast, that I can, you know, know, do the things that I am um, doing within the brand itself and within um, uh, all the things that I'm creating, right? I struggle with that. And so I haven't arrived, but I am not where I used to be. And so I wouldn't be where I am today if I wasn't to the point where I was so desperate that I knew there was no nothing else, no other option but to make the hard choices. Sometimes you just got to make the hard choices. And if that means new friends, be okay with that. If that means you got to go a little season after you give up your friendships and you may feel a little alone, it's okay. Because sometimes we need to sit with ourselves. Because that was another thing. I didn't like the idea of just kind of being feeling isolated. You know, I'm feeling alone because I'm so social. I'm such a people person. I love people. I love to socialize. I love to hang out. I love to have fellowship and community. Like, if I had it my way, I would probably always, always, always have people around, always be entertaining, always having family dinners or events or get-togethers, you know, something. Because I just love people. And I love to, to have the laughter and this, the connections and the communications. And, you know, I just love, you know, the relationship, right? I, I love people. So it was hard. It was hard, not just because these were relationships that were near and dear. It was hard because now I felt like now I gotta be sit with just me. I gotta I gotta just sit with Janelle now. I don't have distractions. I don't have the distraction of this person calling me like, "Oh, you want to go?" And I'm like, 
yeah, let's go. Or, you know, this, this event over here, or, or let's go do this, or let's go, you know, I didn't, or let you, I'm about to come over so we can just chill or hang out, or you want to come over, or let's, you know, constantly just, you know, being so busy, so caught up in, you know, the moment of having fun and hanging out and enjoying people that I really was, I was really, you know, ignoring me and what I really needed. And so it was hard because I went from, having the options and having the the availability of being around um, the people that I care about, the people I love, the people I enjoy to just being me. And if I'm honest, in that moment, I didn't like me. So I didn't want to be with me. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like what I saw. And so it was easier to just be so um, consumed, you know, and distracted with everything else because that helped me to not have to sit with myself and help help me not to have to sit and, and, and look at myself, right? It helped me not to have to be present with myself. And, and a part of the journey is really getting to a place where you can, you have to sit with you. You have to. You have to get naked in front of you. You have to look in that mirror. You have to, you have to literally get to that point point where it's just you, you and God, it's just you, nobody else, no distractions. Even having kids, it was still like, yes, I'm still a mom and I still have that responsibility, but because I didn't have all these other, you know, things pulling for my attention, I had so much more time to give myself attention. Sometimes we just don't acknowledge things or we ignore things just because we don't give ourselves enough attention. And it wasn't until I had to really sit with myself that I started to see the things that was really wrong with me. The areas I really truly struggled in, the hurt, the pain, the wounds, right? Um, the effects of these things in my behavior, um, the, the mindset I had, the way I talked to myself, what I think about myself. Like it wasn't until those moments that I had to just sit with just me that I, it started to become very clear what, what I needed to work on. And that's why it's so important to make the choices. And even though they don't make sense in the moment or they're uncomfortable and they hurt, they're so necessary. In order for you to redefine your word, first of all, you got to identify the areas of, you know, the the root areas, the causes. You got to go, sometimes it's deep, deeper than you think. Sometimes it goes way back, right? Sometimes it's something you forgot about that happened or an experience you forgot about that left such a hole in your soul that you've been bleeding for all this time, not even understanding why. So it's important. You got to sit with you. You got to just get comfortable being in just your own presence, right? I was uncomfortable being in my own presence, y'all. It was a mess. But again, it was necessary. And I don't regret it. Because it helped me to know what exactly I needed. So when I would go to my counselor and I would say, hey, you know, over this week, I've seen this, this, and this. I would always do that to her. She would be like, wow. Like, because it was like I was doing the work for her. <laughs> literally, it was like Holy Spirit literally was revealing all this stuff to me. So by the time I would even have my counseling sessions, I'm telling her. 
I'm telling her, you know, I didn't identify the root cause. I didn't identify when it happened. I didn't identify why it happened, how it's affecting me, what I need to do. I'm literally giving her the whole rundown and she just looking at me like, wow, Janelle, you are so wise. Like you are so mature. Like God has really done a work in you. Like, because I lit that, but that came from being with myself. I was able to see me. I didn't need nobody to tell me what was wrong with me. I was able to see it for myself. And it gave me that much more power because now I could I could say, you know what? This is my issue. I don't want this no more. I don't want to be, I don't want this to continue to rob me of my joy. I don't want this to continue to hinder me, hinder my relationships. I don't want to continue to have this mindset or this belief, right? Whatever. I can I can make that choice. And then I could choose to do the work. So it's important. Is it comfortable? No. Is it fun? Absolutely not. Now, if you like to be by yourself, you like to be alone, that don't bother you, you might have a good old time. But for your girl, it was excruciating. But again, I'm so God, so God, sorry, y'all. I'm so glad that I did it, that I was obedient and humbled enough to do it because it really helped to, to be honest, I think it helped to expedite my journey, my healing journey. Um, Just the small yeses, right? The small sacrifices, the small acts of obedience. I believe it helped to expedite my healing um, because I I started to see um, transformation quickly, you know? And so it just, but I had to make a choice. You know, and, and even with um, leaving my relationship, again, that was a choice that I, and it was a hard one, y'all. And I struggled with that choice for these last almost two years. I've left, went back, left, went back, left, went back, left, went back because, you know, really I was just stuck in this cycle. I was so, I was so used to the comfort of the relationship, the familiarity of the relationship. I was so in love with the idea of a relationship. I just, I just got the revelation just last week that I was never in love with him. I was just in love with the idea of him, right? I was in love with the idea of being in a relationship. I was in love with the idea of being somebody's wife or woman, right? It wasn't him. And because the all of the relationships I've ever had was toxic, unhealthy. I just call a spade a spade. Again, we're hot on this podcast. We're honest, open, and transparent. Um, I don't withhold anything. Um, I'm very um, upfront about me and um, all my relationships. I, up, you know, every relationship I had with any person per se, and especially romantically, um, were toxic. So that was comfortable. So yeah, it was a it was an unhealthy and toxic relationship. But because that was all I would do, and it was so familiar, it was easy to stay. So even when I knew I, I had to leave, even when I knew it wasn't God's will for me, even when I knew I wasn't happy and I was and it was destroying me, right? And it was not, and and it was beginning to like hinder and and really um, negatively impact my mental health, right? and my emotional health, you know, health and physical health and all of these things. And I knew it wasn't what I wanted. It still was hard. It's when I I had every reason in the world and I'm not exaggerating. I mean, every reason in the world to leave this man. 
I mean, I, I probably could count on my hands and toes and still need somebody else's toes. And I'm not exaggerating to leave him. And it was still hard. It was still difficult. I still struggled. I still vacillated. I still held on to some idea, some hope, some what if, some maybe, some potential, right? It was something that I just, it was, I, it was just hard. No matter how toxic it was and how abusive or how unhealthy it was, it wasn't easy to leave. So I found myself constantly being on this cycle of being back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because just because something is not good or just because it's unhealthy or toxic or is destructive doesn't mean that it's easy to walk away. This is why a woman can be uh, or a person can be in a in an abusive, physically abusive relationship and she stay. Um, because in, in your mind, on the outside looking in, you're like, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? He obviously don't love you. But see, when you have been so brainwashed and so manipulated, when you have been so um, vexed, right? So intimidated and bullied, you, you, you're so weakened that it's not easy. It's not that easy. Yes, you have all the reasons to leave. Yes, you may know he don't love you. Yes, you may know, you know, you need to leave. And this is not, you know, this is not a good situation. You probably know all those things I did, but it still wasn't easy to leave. And so I, I had to get to a place, though, where I, it was like I had to make a choice either I'm going to keep coming back to this, the thing that I know is destroying me. Or I am going to let this go, cut it off, walk away once and for all, and totally relentlessly pursue re redefining my worth. And I had to make the choice. Was it easy? No. And even when I finally cut it off this last time, it was still difficult. I had made a choice. I made the choice that that's what I needed to do and I was going to do that. But I still had emotional responses. You know, I still got very, very sad and, and even started to cry because even though the t connection was unhealthy, it was still a connection there. And I still genuinely cared about this person. And their feelings. How? I don't know. But I did. And so it still was hard. But that's what it comes down to. I'm not going to lie to y'all and say, oh, read the finding your worth. It's, it's going to be easy. You're going to be able to just, you know, make just these transitions and you know these choices and go through these changes and it's because you're going to be so empowered because you're going to be so you know um, focused and you know you're going to be so emboldened that you just it's just going to be a cakewalk no sis i ain't going to even set you up for failure like that it's going to be some days going to be rough sometimes you're going to literally be crying like bawling you know sometimes you go the hurt is gonna be re like very very present you know sometimes you gonna have to hurt people not because you're trying to harm them because see i love that one day 
I had heard somebody say, there's a difference between hurt and harm, right? If I'm trying to harm you, that means my intent is malicious and I intend to harm you, right? I intend to break you down. I intend to cut you. But if I hurt you because I'm choosing me, I'm not trying to harm you. So if I have to leave this relationship or situation because it's the best for me, you might be hurt, but I am not trying to harm you. So I had to really start training my mind to believe that. So I could be strong enough to make a decision that I knew was best for me, but that was gonna hurt this other person. Because those are some of the decisions you may have to make, sis. Honestly, those are some of the decisions you're going to have to make. And so you just got to get to that place. And again, it's not a race. it's, It's not a competition. You don't really have to make the choice today, but you need to start at least thinking. You need to start having that in the in your mind that is going to boil down to choices. You're either going to choose A or you're going to choose B. Or if you decide you're just not going to choose, you're subconsciously making a choice anyway. And you have to really get down to the point, what do you really want? Do you really want to redefine your worth? Do you really want to, you know, have this, this amazing, um, beautiful life, right? Do, do you really want to have fulfilling, healthy, fruitful relationships? Do you really want to walk in your identity, fully knowing who you are, confidently, unapologetically? Do you want your purpose, your destiny, have a sense of fulfillment, have joy from what you do, right? Do you want to feel like you are doing the thing you were created to do? Do you want to have, you know, happiness and joy? Do you want to have the life, the marriage, the husband, all of these things that you say you want? Is that what you really want? Or do you just want to stay where you are? And nobody's here to judge you. We all have the, we all have to make choices, right? But it's just, you have to get to a place where you're clear on what you really want. And then you're also clear on what is the consequence of it, right? The consequence of redefining your worth is, again, you will have to still experience some hurt. You will still experience some disappointment. You will still experience some loss. You will have to give up some things. You will have to make hard decisions. But on the flip side, you will become the best version of you. You will walk in healing. You will walk in wholeness, right? You will be secure. You will be confident, right? You will be able to walk in, you know, your identity fully. You will be able to be the woman you that you desire to be. You will be able to see and have fruitful and healthy relationships and, you know, have the life and the career and, and accomplish your goals and, and, and all of the things, right? You will be able to do that if you stick to the process, right? And on, but on the flip side, if you don't choose it, you will continue to live the same unfulfilled, the same stagnant, complacent, the same, you know, life that you're complaining about right now. You won't experience walking in destiny. You won't experience having the relationships you really desire. You won't experience having walking in identity and purpose, right? You won't experience those things because this is the effect of the choice. So we have to be able to examine, right? Fully examine and and really count the cost, right? I love that scripture that Jesus said. I wish I knew exactly where it was, but you guys can Google it, look it up if you're interested. Um, And he said, no builder builds first without counting the cost. What is it going to cost you to stay the same? 
it's too expensive. Oh, I heard somebody say um, back in um, January, they were like, it's too expensive to stay the same. It costs you too much. It costs you your freedom. It costs you your purpose. It costs you your sanity. It costs you your joy. It costs you your peace. It costs you your happiness, right, to stay the same. It's too expensive to stay the same. Count the cost. What is it going to cost you to relentlessly pursue redefining your worth and becoming the best version of you? What is it going to cost you? Yeah, you might have to give up some things, but what will you gain will be so much more. So this is our girl talk for today, y'all. I thought we was going to kind of get into something else, um, but this is the direction we went in. I don't want to keep you guys too long, um, but I just kind of want to just, you know, just, just stir your spirit a little bit to get you to thinking like, really, like, is what you're doing, is your decisions, your choices, your actions, you know, the people in your life, your environment, all of that are they truly conducive for you to go to the next level? Are they really like, are they really conducive for you to flourish? Right? That's, this is only a question you can answer. You don't have to give me the answer, but I'm asking you to think about that. Are you going, are the people in your environment, in your life, are your friend, is your friend group really sharpening you? Are you getting better? Are you growing? Are you evolving, right? Are you flourishing? Are you going to the next level? Are you becoming wiser? Because the Bible says there is safety in the multitude of wise counsel, right? Like, are you becoming better? Are you becoming closer to the goal of redefining your worth, being in the same, in, in, currently where you are is your environment is the people in your life conducive because if they're not you're going to have to make a choice so here it is today's episode girl talk i hope you enjoyed it and i will see you on the next time So this episode, it was something, right? Um, Just really, you know, again, just wanting to just stir your spirit and get your mind to thinking, right? To really get you to um, to be evaluate, to examine um, your life, where you are, the choices you're making or not making, and for you to make the decision: is this is this where you want to be, right? Or is this going to help you to get where you where you want to go? And if not you're going to have to make some choices, right? Um, Redefining your worth, you know, is interactive. You have to participate in the process. It's not enough to hear, to to listen to some podcasts, to read some books, to, to listen to, you know, videos, go to conferences, all of the things that are good, which are tools, if you don't actually put the tools to use, right? If you don't actually do something, then you're wasting your time. You know, I'm just, I'm going to be honest. If you actually don't take the action steps, if you don't do what's necessary, if you don't make the choices and changes, right? If you don't do anything with the information, then it's just information. It won't be no transformation. Here at the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, we're all about transformation. That's why we're redefining a woman's worth. That's the whole purpose. But that's, again, your choice. And I just want us to begin to really look at and examine and really, you know, um, 
to really count the cost, right? And so, yes, I just want to thank you all. I have a special treat today. A lot of you guys may not know, um, but I write poems. Hmm. Yes, I do. Um, I try to keep it hush-hush because, um, you know, I still am uncomfortable with it. Um, normally, I just write when I'm inspired and I kind of keep it to myself because I be nervous. But um, I feel the press, right? I feel a push, I should say, to really begin to walk in this particular gift. So um, I felt like today would be a good day for me to end today's podcast with leaving you guys with one of my poems. I want to give a disclaimer um, for anybody um, who is of a different race, nationality, origin, um, culture, or whatever. Please do not be offended at this poem. It's just the title of the poem, and it's just the description of love. Um, and so, I just again, I just want to get a disclaimer um, because we don't we, we don't have no types of um, judgments, a judgment free zone. We don't judge people, look down on people, criticize people, anything like that for being different or not looking like us being like us we love all people here on a purity after promiscuity podcast period all women are welcome all women are queens all women are beautiful it doesn't matter your background your language your tongue your nationality your culture the color your skin it doesn't matter you're worthy period okay just wanted to put that out there um but yes i hope you guys enjoyed this poem this one is actually one of my absolute favorite poems of all the poems i have written to date and it is called black love so, black love, embrace me like a glove. Let's fly away as a dove to exude this black love. To the moon, I'm above. Elope with me in the sea of passion oasis. Take me deeper in those exotic places. There is nothing like black love in extra, extraterrestrial spaces. Orbit around love's gravity is pulling me down into you. Strength manifold in my heart you hold the key to history untold. The story of black love never gets old is worth more precious than the rarest gold. Captivated, elated, celebrated, consecrated. Black love is never outdated for our people is not appreciated enough. Beautiful and bold, black love is twofold. As for me, I'm sold in my heart, black love I hold. Yes, so that is my poem. Again, you guys can always comment, share, uh, leave a review. I know you can't do it um, probably on a listening platform that you may be streaming on, but you guys can always go to the Redefining a Woman's Worth business page. It's the podcast's business page and even um, some of the other things that I am doing in the background right you can find there but yes you can go to to facebook and go to um redefine the woman's work you can like comment share you can message me you can email me um all kind of things we can interact communicate i would love to hear from you um also you can hit me up on instagram at janelle renee underscore one or you can email me directly at purity after promiscuity at gmail.com hit your girl up i'm here i'm here for you i would love to hear from you sis And just know that your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.